Ladies and gentlemen, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. And I, of course, unless you're, you know, unless you're wondering, you know, who 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 this guy is on this show called the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Well, unless you're really wondering, well, it's me, it's it's I, Mr. Warren Hayes, and I want to thank you all. Want to thank you all for joining me this evening on this this uh, this Tuesday evening. After a, an episode of SmackDown Live, which aired on June 18, 2018. And you know what? You know what, folks? You know what the crazy thing is here? You know why I'm talking about this? Is because we're going to talk about this show. We're going to talk about this program that just happened right before our eyes here tonight. We're going to be talking about SmackDown Live leading into Stomping Grounds last night. I want to thank everyone for joining me here today, right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes because unless you're living under uh, the sun, you might not realize that I do these live. Uh, after Raw, every, um, after SmackDown, I I want to say every Raw, every SmackDown, but I, I wasn't around yesterday for Raw and and uh, it, it just happened. It's, I, you know, circumstances, circumstances, life, things happen, but I'm back here tonight and I've got I've got a whole bunch of people who join who join in live as well who are who join us here live in the chat in the live absolute crazy live chat room that we have going here every uh, every time that I stream here live we have Brian Payne who's with us Blaine Mendoza the world's most handsome mod is here uh, Maven Glean is here as well Robert Larry uh ryan smith is here as well we have we have all sorts of friends of the show well-wishers good good folks friendly chat a good chat i would dare say the best wrestling chat in all of wrestling podcasting them that's a word i just made up and i think i think it's worth it i think it's worth you guys coming over to check it out at some point right here live every it's it's live and tim tim just dropped in hey you see it's i uh, there's people popping in all the time and i take the time to salute them because i appreciate everyone popping in to 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 say hello live and you know if if you can't make it live if you're watching this uh whenever you can over on youtube well that's fantastic and 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 do consider giving the video a thumbs up that because youtube always likes that it helps it helps it helps grow the show it's a good thing it's a small tiny action that you guys can do but that means a lot and that is really really useful for the mr warren hayes show but here I am talking about watching, but maybe you guys are listening. Maybe you listen to this on your favorite podcast application because the Mr. Warren Hayes show is available on all podcast platforms, including, but notwithstanding, something like that, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Podcoin, uh, uh, CastBox, Himalaya. Go check it out. Just type in Mr. Warren Hayes show and it'll pop up there. It will pop up there so uh so thank you all for 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 listening for taking the time to listen as usual i'm going to go through my programming notes but my programming notes are a little different this week i'm going to be i'm not going to be very much around this week i'm not going to be uh, on fightful select doing my typical nxt uh, 205 live nxt uk recap show that's 
Sean Ross Sapp is going to be subbing for me this week. Uh, work, like uh, uh, day job work <laughs> has got me running the roads this week. So I will, unfortunately, uh, I won't have time to properly watch uh, the three best hours of WWE programming in a week. Much less sit around and talk about it without sounding like a complete poser. Because I... Because I just sound like a semi-poser. But, you know, there's a difference between that and coming across as a legitimate, 100% true-to-form poser. So that that I take exception to. <laughs> um, but I'm really glad. But uh, but Sean, Sean Ross Sapp, is going to be covering for me uh, this week. So I appreciate that. So you can still head over to Fightful Select and, uh, and, 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 and jump into... Uh, uh, jump into the chat there uh not j- not just jump into the chat but jump into the show listen to the show listen to sean regale you with his thoughts on on those three hours of programming uh fightful select of course it's the premium service to fightful.com five dollars a month you jump right in you get all sorts of extra fantastic content sean does a whole bunch of stuff yeah steven jensen does the weekender podcast as well it's a good time it's a good time so because of all that, uh, so because of all that running around this week, I, uh, like I said, I will not be, I won't be around on Wednesday. I'll be back next week. I will be back next week for, uh, for my raw recap. Uh, probably touch a little bit on uh, stomping grounds. I don't know, Chad, if you guys are excited to see stomping grounds. I'm, I, you know, it's going to be something that'll happen, right? I don't know. I'm kind of excited. Sometimes these these sneaky pay per views, you know, like when I say sneaky, like these these pay per views that don't have much of a builder, who have um, who have events or uh, matches, I should say, that we're not really excited about. This sometimes seem to find a way to make it really really exciting for us. You know, sometimes they surprise us, and sometimes, well, they're sometimes they're they're backlash two thousand eighteen. <laughs> You know, you know, <laughs> sometimes, you know, but uh, no, we'll see what happens. Uh, so I'll be back next uh, next Monday for more stuff. But in the meantime, of course, of course, you know, if you want, if you want to get, if you, if, if you want to hear more people opine about wrestling and specifically, specifically about women's wrestling, well, you know what to do. You know what to do. You head on over to belltobells.com, which covers exclusively and extensively Women's wrestling, ran by Kristen Ashley, editor in chief of uh, of uh, of Bell to Bells. She's also she's also a pretty sweet gal, and uh, I and, and she uh, she's editor in chief there. She runs the she runs the place. Fantastic people there as well. Some extraordinary articles. Go check it out. That's B E dot com, or follow us on Twitter as well at Bell to Bells. That's the best way to make sure that you don't miss a single thing. Not a single, single thing. So there you go. So that'll keep you busy till I come back next Monday. Keep you busy. But I'll be around. I'll be around Twitter. You follow me on Twitter as well, Mr. Warren Hayes, if you don't already. That's a good place. uh, That's a good place to make sure that, you know, figure out if I'm dead or not. There's the occasional tweet, but like, nope, still alive. All right. Let's start talking about 
Tonight's episode of Schmagna, I wasn't around for, for Raw last night, uh, and I'm not necessarily going to go really deeply into it, but I liked Raw last night. The wild card rule drives me nuts, but I still liked Raw last night. I thought it was a fun time, um, and, uh, and, 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 and I thought SmackDown was a fun time tonight as well, although it started off a little, which... You know what that means? Means uh, a little iffy. Yes, of course, Started off like that tonight with um, Dolph Ziggler and uh, well, the New Day coming out. Let's let's run this down properly, Warren. Do your job. Um, the New Day come out and they're hyping up the cage uh, the cage match for Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, of course. Uh, but they also hype up the match with uh, Xavier Woods and, and Dolph Ziggler, which is happening uh, a little later on in the evening. Uh, Big E says that he wants to keep the... Well, the New Day say they want to keep the show fresh, and B- Big E has, has a great idea. He calls it... Uh, he says that the last hour of SmackDown, he wants to call it the Freaky Hour. And he says it involves a slip and slide, and before we can get... We, before we get too, money, too much detail, before Big E can actually help us completely understand where he's going with this idea. Dolph Ziggler comes out and there's some more of this, you know, Kofi, you're undeserving of this championship, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, without the new day, you'd have nothing. You won't be able to win against me in a cage match because you won't have your boys, blah, 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 blah. Kofi reminds uh, Dolph that he's good with steel cages. Remember that this championship run started at Elimination Chamber, blah, 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 blah. This was a very, very generic. Uh, this was very, very generic. As far as an opening promo goes, the back and forth, we're retreading the exact same things that have been said uh, even before Super Showdown. Like there's, There's literally been no progression here. It just it just lagged direction. It was all over the place. Kept coming back to this and that, but then we got to we we got to uh, we got to our first match. That actually led into the first match, which was Dolph Ziggler versus Xavier Woods. And that was actually a good match. I like this match. They go for some uh, amateur stuff to start. Both uh, Xavier Woods and Dolph, who are both amateur wrestlers. Uh, so, you know, you know, Dolph, I think actually goes for a single leg takedown, like straight off the bat on Woods. Uh, there's some grappling that happens until, uh, they get into a shoving match, which Xavier wins with a hesitation drop kick. He covers Dolph, but only gets two. Dolph then goes for the knee. Neckbreaker follows, covers Woods, but only gets two. Dolph runs into a boot though. There's a rolling clothesline by Woods that follows. He goes up top, up top, I should say. And out comes Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Wild card! Sami Zayn. Which is going... Number one of the night. Oh, you know where... You know what I'm building to if I'm already saying. This is number one. You know... Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, they attack the New Day on the outside. Uh, that distracts Woods, who's up top. Um, but then the referee starts tossing everyone. He's like, no, you guys are... You guys get out of here. You guys are done. Hit the bricks. 
but uh, and as they're being ta- uh, distracted by the ref, there's a lot of distraction going on. Woods hits a flying crossbody onto the heels to the outside, which was pretty cool. Uh, back in the ring, though, Woods eats a DDT, gets covered for two. As we come back from commercial, everyone is gone from ringside. The New Day, Sammy, Kevin. Woods forearms Dolph, uh, seems to go for, uh, he, he forearms Dolph, uh, and he seems a little, um, uh, uh, a little loopy. Seems to have spun him. He, 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 it appears as if he's going for a spot, but uh, instead he just covers Dolph for two. Uh, hits uh, hits a diving drop kick to Dolph, who is on the outside. Then back in the ring, Xavier Woods gorilla presses Dolph, and then drops him right into a gut buster. That was some nice. Nice stuff right there. Covers, but only gets two. On the apron, Dolph super kicks Woods, who falls to the floor. Back in the ring, uh, Dolph hits a zigzag, but Woods rolls under the ropes. Arm bars Woods over the ropes, hits a super kick, and covers him for three. One, two, three. And wins the match. And this was a good match. I thought this was fun. I thought, you know, we don't talk enough about uh, Xavier Woods as a singles player. Talk about Kofi, of course. There's a lot of people who remember fondly the days of Biggie Langston. But Woods, we don't, I, I feel we don't give him the light of day. This was a good, solid match. I don't see Dolph winning this Sunday, but this was a good, solid match nonetheless. And I want to say hello to Michael Stepney, who's in the chat now, and Kristen Ashley, who's there, who, who was able to make it. Hello. Hello. Um,. But this whole match here, this whole situation here kind of makes me wonder why they felt uh, the need to start the show with a promo segment instead of this, like instead of going directly into the match, because the match told the better story than the promo did. The match told the story that Dolph is, um, that Dolph is ready, he's aggressive, he's ready to go. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, he's ready to beat up his New Day pals and it's not a problem in a competitive match setting. So I'm okay with that. It was much better. It was much better. It was a much better build than Kofi and Dolph exchanging, uh, generic platitudes. Didn't quite care for it. Blaine in the chat says, I'm tired of Dolph's. What about me promos? Um... Larry says, uh, WWE are abusing the wild card every single week. Enough is enough. Well, that's, <laughs> it's just getting worse, isn't it? And Michael Stepney said the Ziggler Woods singles match was rather entertaining. And I concur. Um, they recapped the whole uh, guest refereeing thing uh, with Seth from Raw. Uh, last night, you know, where he's running around chairing people who seem to be uh, on the verge of accepting Baron Corbin's offer to be the special guest referee against, uh, well, not against, but in his match at Stomping Grounds. Baron Corbin actually has an office set up, so he's here, but I'm not calling wild card because we didn't actually see him. He was there like in presence only. He was like, he was like the Holy Spirit. I um, shouldn't have said that. I'm not. I don't want to get. <laughs> I'm not starting to get blasphemous here. Um, 
Uh, but uh, lined up to uh, to go. Uh, there's a lineup to go see Baron Corbin. Uh, you know, there's Shelton Benjamin who's there, and the B team. Uh, Shelton Benjamin basically telling the B team, you know, it's like he, you know, he wants to use someone to win a title off. I, I, that's fine. I'll use him to get ahead. Matt Hardy comes out of uh, Baron Corbin's office and refers to Shelton Benjamin as Senor Benjamin, which which is a that was nice. Makes us makes us uh, weepy for for better days, wouldn't you say? For another t- another era, another time in in, in life. Um. So yeah, so that that's that's something. Baron Corbin is on SmackDown now, looking for people. Next, we have a segment. We have the um, a moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross double wild cards. That's three, and we're still in the first half hour of the show. Or no, we're past the first half hour of the show because the because uh, Woods and Woods and Dolph, uh, Woods and Dolph was a was a long match. Paul, apologies. I, was, I, won't, I won't necessarily, you know, go ahead and crush the spirits of the uh, of the wild card rule. Not not tonight. It's okay. <laughs> um, but the Alexa Bliss, uh, the moment of bliss segment sets up. So uh, Alexa comes out with Nikki Cross. She sits down. It's like, where's her? Where's her coffee? And she asks for a coffee instead. Bailey's music hits and Bailey comes out with with uh, uh, Alexa's sequence sequenced um, uh, travel mug and she's drinking the coffee of course and she said uh, and Alexa looks at looks at uh, Bailey and turns to Nikki and says you see Nikki you see she's selfish what have I been telling you she's now, Bailey finally takes a microphone. And finally, this is something I've said for a couple of weeks now. Said, you know, Nikki, I hate to be the one who tell, to tell you this, but Alexa Bliss isn't your friend. She's just using you to go out to get ahead. She, she's done the same to Nia Jax. She's done the same to Mickey James. You know, you're, she's doing the same to you. Now, Alexa takes offense to this, of course, because... She doesn't want, and we know that's what the situation is too. You know, like we know what's going on. We've seen Alexa Bliss pull this shit off before. You know, if there's anyone who's, if there's anyone who's just as bad to their friends as Kevin Owens is, it's Alexa Bliss. So we know what's up. And uh, so basically, she's telling poor, poor, uh, no, not poor, poor Bailey, but she's telling Bailey, you know, um, you know, I know the real you. I saw right through you when we were in NXT. I tried t- turning to the nice person in the locker room when no one else would look out for me. And you didn't. You're a meanie and, and you look like you dress at Forever 21. <laughs> um, Bailey says that she uh, tells Alexa, you're just an entitled princess. You're not a goddess. You're just an entitled princess who doesn't deserve a damn thing she has. She says, Alexa retorts, says, I'm not entitled. I'm just better than you. She calls Bailey a placeholder. And then she savages Bailey like this. <laughs> like, pretend, pretend I have a broadsword. 
and I'm fighting orcs. That's how savage Alexa Bliss was. <laughs> Alexa Bliss tell goes straight up and tells Bailey, "You peaked. You peaked in NXT." I'm like, oh, wow. what a terrible thing to say. And she says the, the, uh, and she, Alexa adds the only person that you judge undeserving of the title is the person who is having the career you wished you had. Boom. Bailey snaps, goes right at, goes straight forward. They go at it. Nikki pulls her. Uh, pulls uh, Bailey off of uh, uh, off of Alexa Bliss, and as uh, Bailey is asking Nikki, "What the hell are you doing? Stay out of this!" Boom! Alexa blindsides her. I like this segment. I liked it. It started off very. It started off very very low key, and just kept. It just kept climbing and climbing and climbing, and I thought it was fantastic. I thought that was really, really good. I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic segment with both women. Bailey showing more and more fire. That's that's extraordinary. Uh, I, of course, I kind of take exception. I kind of take exception to to someone telling telling me that Bailey peaked in NXT because she she didn't have the chance to even to to even start to rise on Maine. Y'all remember that ter that, that terrible, terrible, terrible program she had with Alexa Bliss already looks like two years ago, which effectively killed her push. And she's been in the doghouse ever since. Now we're finally getting to see the Bailey we like. Now we're finally, you know, starting to get back into the groove of what our Bailey was. There's no doubt that Bailey was crazy over in NXT. She was fantastic. Everyone loved her. It was amazing, but has she peaked? Did she peak? Well, she had a great run. I wouldn't say, wouldn't say she peaked. Wouldn't say that at all. Because she still has a lot to offer. Joe Anthony is in the chat and he showed up with a Canadian, shows up with a Canadian bag of milk. Oh, because oh, because Canadians, we yes, because we can buy milk in bags, aren't we? Just the wackiest. Robert Larry says, uh, "Does Bailey have a tattoo on her arm? Does she? Does she though? I don't know. I I didn't notice." Uh, but uh, Robert also adds that there's no question that Alexa Bliss is a beast on the mic in the women's division. Agree or disagree with my comment? I agree. She is fantastic. Alexa Bliss completely understands, completely understands where uh, her character is, what her character is, where it's going. And Joe Anthony, see, Joe Anthony concurs with me. He said that 2017 feud with Bliss is where it all went wrong with Bailey, and it's not even Bailey's fault. It's, it's, I, I had flashbacks tonight of Bailey, this is your life. I was, uh, you know, I was this close to getting into conniptions. 
Kristen says, uh, I would I would say calling your version of the FBI Mounties is the wacky fact. Well, everyone outside of the United States calls your FBI the Foobies. <laughs> Next, we have Apollo Cruz who's backstage and he gets blindsided by Andrade because he, uh, Zelina flirts with him, sort of to get him distracted so that uh, Andrade can blindside him as Chad Gable takes notes. So that's something that happened. Uh, Heavy Machinery is up next against the B team with um, the the Planets tag team. Uh, the Planets tag team uh, on uh, on commentary. I don't know if you guys took the time, or at least knew anyway, that WWE.com in their photo section, they have an entire album, an entire photo stream. I don't know what you call it. A, a, I'd call it a photo album. An entire photo album uh, 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 dedicated to uh, Eric Rowan's metal t-shirts. Like he literally... They literally put a picture of him in a whole bunch of his t-shirts like in ring and annotating them, like actually telling us what they are. Here's his t-shirt of, uh, 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 here's his t-shirt of Tom Savini, uh, famous uh, Hollywood uh, special effects uh, guy, makeup artist. Uh, here is a t-shirt of uh, Ailstorm. Here's a t-shirt of uh, such a such and such Swedish uh, band. It's, I think it's fantastic. I think it's, it's one of the best uses of WWE photos I've seen in a while. And they're not even plugging their own t-shirts, which is all the more, I, which is always the more amazing. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so basically, basically the, the Daniel Bryan is on commentary here. And I like, here's what I like here. As much as, you know, Otis Dosevich, man, you know what? I really liked Heavy Machinery in NXT. But Heavy Machinery on Raw is, man, there's there's a level of cringe to them that I, I can't, I just can't get into. It just bugs me. It just bothers me. There's something about Otis that's just too much. He's over. He got himself over. That's not a problem. But, you know, too much, a, too much of a good thing. But, I mean, you know, Daniel Bryan talks to, he's on commentary and nonetheless puts the guys over, right? He puts them over despite the fact that he says, you know, oh, you know, they like the ha-ha silly stuff. You know, they're, you know, they're like their, um, they're like their uh, tag team heroes, the, uh, the Bushwhackers, which he refers to as the Sheep Herders. Which is doubly funny. He says, what, what were they called? The Sheep Herders? Which is doubly funny because that's what the Bushwhackers were called before WWE got their hands on them. They were called the Sheep Herders. So I thought that was funny. Uh, and um, the, so um, once... Uh, so once that was out of the way, he started talking about like how Tucker Knight is actually like uh, he's an all-American athlete, right? So, so he's like... Yeah, you know, these guys are goofballs, but they're actually really good athletes because Daniel Bryan understands if I'm supposed to go into the ring and fight just a couple of guys who are supposed to be a comedy act, this it doesn't work for anyone. It doesn't help anyone. There at least has to be some sort of legitimate, legitimate threat to this, you know? 
So, uh, so I, I appreciate the work that Daniel Bryan put in here to at least, at least be like, well, you know, if we're going to feud with these guys, I'm going to at least, you know, help put them over a little bit and make this, make this match interesting. So anyway, so the heavy machine, we were fighting the B team here. I don't know if I mentioned that. the B team work uh, down on Tucker to begin with. And eventually Otis comes in, uh, does a spinning power slam on Bo Dallas, dumps uh, Curtis Axel out of the ring. Uh, boots and shots by Dallas on Otis, but Otis hulks up and ev- I don't like I don't like the way Otis Dozovich shakes. It's there's no there's it's 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 an it's an odd ripple effect that happens, and I don't like it. Not on my wrestling shelves anyway. Where where do I like it? Well, that that's. That's a conversation for another stream, folks. Um, Otis hits a fallaway slam, hits the Caterpillar, and then they both hit the Compactor for the win. Compactor is still a cool finisher. Still looks good. I like it. Then after the match, Seth Rollins runs in with the chair. <laughs> Seth Rollins, excuse me. <clears throat> Wild card. Seth Rollins, that's number four. For the evening right there. I, I turned a little purple. Look at that. Um, he attacks the B team because the B team, right? They were they were in line to go uh, to go talk to Baron Corbin. He's not taking any chances. He's even on SmackDown to make sure that Corbin can't get anyone on board. Of course he can. I'm going to say hello to Bob Ruski and Carlos. Who just jumped into the chat as well. Oh, man. There's a lot of firing going on. Is there firing going around? And you see Kristen even confirms in the chat here, you can buy milk in bags in Wisconsin. There you go. It's not just a Canadian thing. Cut it out. It's not not that weird. Um... Next, we have a stretch limo arriving, with, which has uh, Shane McMahon inside. And uh, Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens meet him on the outside. And they start talking how, how Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins, are just, they're just bad people. And Shane's like, well, why don't we do something about it? How about you guys have a match with them later this evening? And we're going to make it a two out of three falls. I'm like, why? 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 Maybe there'll be some some drama to it. Okay. Well, you know, you always you always want to give you always want to give a chance, right? You don't want to instantly jump on uh, jump on down someone's throat, right? Not instantly. J.S. Brown in the chat. How you doing? So the match is made for later on in the evening. Next, we cut to Alistair Black, who's still talking. I really hope that in our post-stomping grounds world, Aleister Black does something. So then Shane McMahon comes out um, to to the ring. He's accompanied with Elias. And Drew McIntyre, who is a... Wild card! 
which makes it, what, number six at this point? And they start yapping in the ring, and that allows The Miz to come out, and he's a wild card. And if I'm not mistaken, folks, that is wild card number seven for the evening. Wild card number seven of the evening. And Miz basically comes out to roll footage. He doesn't really contribute anything. He just like, he he's Roman Reigns' hype man is what he does. He comes out and he, he basically tells, he t- basically tells the truck, roll this footage. And then they show footage of, Roman beating up on the revival and Drew from last night, and then cut back to the ring. There's a roll more footage, and then there's footage of Roman chasing Shane and beating him up in the ring. Of course, Shane doesn't think it's funny. But Miz then he talks. This is the part that was interesting. Miz starts talking that uh, you know that everything that's happened that Shane, you know what what's happened since you become general manager. You know you wanted. SmackDown to be different from Raw. You wanted to make this the land of opportunity. What's happened, Shane? Now with the there's no real difference. Your ego is out of control. And then Miz, and this is I found this interesting. Miz says, you know, your ego is out of control. I created you at the World Cup of World Wrestling of the best of the world in the World Wrestling Cup show that happened at uh, uh, the previous Saudi show, which was called. Uh, blood jewels. I don't remember what it was called. Um, <clears throat> but he said, you know, I created you. You're my creation. So you're my responsibility. Now I like this. I like it because it, it gives, it gives us a reason for, uh, it gives us a reason for, uh, or motivation is the word I'm looking for, for Miz to continue to come after Shane. Even though Shane is like, no, I'm, I'm over you. I'm, I now handle only like the Roman Reigns. And, um, and I thought that was interesting. I thought it's interesting. And it's enough motivation for me to be like, okay, I understand this and I can get behind this. And WWE doesn't have a tendency to tie things together like this and make sense. So when it does... I want to underscore it because this made sense and it's good character development for The Miz as well because it's not just like, oh, I've got a grudge. Oh, he keeps calling my dad a baked potato. And I think, honestly, I only think Sean Ross Sapp thinks that the, the, the baked potato stuff is funny. Hey, hey, how you doing, Sean? You're in the chat. Look at that. Um, <laughs> but uh, so basically, basically, uh, the basically that's the thing that happened here. Um, I was, uh, I liked the way that, 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 that Miz's uh, promo was, was conducted here and the motivation that it created. Uh, but this essentially uh, leads to a match, of course, where Shane, sh- Shane says, well, why don't we, since you're all fired up, Miz, why don't we have a match here tonight? Why don't we, uh, why don't we come around here and uh, why don't you come down here and have a, a match with these two gentlemen here? And Miz's like, oh, you're going to do a, a handicap match. And Shane's like, no, 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 no. You can pick any, you can pick any, absolutely any partner you want. 
as long as he's in here within the next 10 seconds. So they start counting down. Next thing you know, uh, our truth was hiding under the ring. So he peeks his head out at the best slash worst possible moment, depending on your point of view. And Miz is like, truth, hey, truth, you want, you want to do this again? So basically, you know, Shane was not expecting that, but basically... We have a we had an, an awesome truth reunion, which was kind of cool. But Shane set up another stipulation here that it was an elimination tag team match. I'm like, why? Well, because maybe they're going to add some some nice drama to the match here. And well, who knows? Let's let's see what happens. And we cut to commercial, but before we do, we come back because there's more promos and authors of pain AOP are reintroduced to uh, to us all on WWE television. I would have a I I'd have a tendency to say <clears throat> wild card here and bring it up to number 8. 8 people, 8 or at least eight, since they're a team, 8 wild cards. Let's put it that way. However, however, uh they haven't been around since the uh, since the Superstar Shakeup. They're officially still on the Raw roster, but they could be on the SmackDown roster, because Dolph is officially still on the Raw roster, but yet he's doing stuff on SmackDown. So have we been not counting Dolph as a as a wild card for all these weeks? I, I just... <sighs> the Iconics are backstage, though. They, they run into AOP. Uh, they run into AOP and they're like, oh, impressive, impressive. Yes, yes, impressive. Impressive when they're used properly. Uh, and the Iconics uh, basically run into Asuka and Kairi Sane who are hanging out with Paige. And basically Paige talks them into, uh, weasels them, uh, 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 grifts them into a title, a title situation. And um, basically telling the ladies, telling the Iconics, look, there's a, there's a show in Tokyo next week. If Asuka and Kairi Sane can beat you in a non-title match in Tokyo, why don't you give them a title shot next? And, the, and of course, the Iconics are like, no, 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 but, yeah, but it's happening. So, yeah, uh, as if, you know, uh, there's a show in Tokyo and you're two prime Japanese women wrestlers are not going to win to begin with but you know this whole thing is it's still stupid beat the champions to get a shot at the champions you know what well, you, you try to you try to make sense of this stuff but you know um but at least we, I, 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 at least Oscar and Kyrie Sane are going to start popping back on television. That's a good thing. We hadn't seen them in uh, in over a month, month and a half. So that's that's good. Well, let's talk about the match then. Uh, the Awesome Truth versus Elias and Drew McIntyre, Miz and uh, and Truth. At first, they work Elias down with Drew finally uh, getting in. He, um, uh, to uh, to save Elias. Elias is having a bit of a hard time. He's got his ribs taped because of all the beatings he took last night. The chairs, the 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 U.S. title guys. Yeah, he took a hell of a smack around. So he's doing his best. Uh, Drew finally uh, finally gets in. 
but Truth cuts him down, uh, tries to uh, go for the scissors kick, but Drew avoids it. Instead, hits a belly-to-belly re- release suplex on Truth. Hits a snap suplex, covers him, but only gets two. Elias is in next. He tries to get the best of R-Truth, who uh, just he just can't quite manage it. He dumps Elias to the floor. Drew rolls Elias back in. Then Drew distracts the ref, which allows Shane to drag Miz off the apron, which allows then Elias to hit a running boot on Truth and get the pin so R-Truth is eliminated. So I'm like, aha, aha, here, be, here comes the drama of the second elimination. Ha ha, yeah. Why am I sounding like a pirate all of a sudden? Maybe I just need a <coughs> little drink of something here. But um, as uh, as Truth hits the... Um, uh, as Truth gets pinned, though, the 24-7 crew comes running out. Uh, and uh, it's Sheldon, Sheldon Benjamin grabs the 24-7 title and, and tries to bolt with it. He just tries to... He just picks it up and runs. And as if he doesn't understand that he still has to pin someone. I mean, that's how they got it the first night, right? Isn't that what happened? Like on the first night, it was a bit of a skirmish. Am I am I not entire? Is my memory already failing me? But it seems to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick Foley laid it on the ground. It's like first one to come pick it up is the, is the winner. It's not like that anymore, Shelton. You're... You're stupid. You're stupid, Shelton. What the hell are you doing? You stupid or something? Shelton, you stupid? Come on, Shelton. Um, but basically, uh, the truth makes it out with the title nonetheless. Uh, <clears throat> then back uh, from commercial, Elias tosses the Miz out. Uh, the heels get some cheap shots in on him on the outside, but Miz fights back, hits the double corner knees uh, twice, and the jumping clothesline on Elias goes for a DDT covers, but only gets two. But Drew gets involved, and he end, ends up hitting Miz with a uh, a sneaky, sneaky headbutt, or as they like to call it, a Glasgow kiss. But I, I, I feel re- I, I, it, it, it's a weird thing to come out of my mouth. I find Glasgow kiss feels a little weird. Um. But it's still, nonetheless, uh, Drew Claymore's Miz and gets the win. <clears throat> so, so there was no drama to this, to getting to the eliminations. It was just like a sweep <clears throat> because the heels are because Shane McMahon is managing the best heels in the world right now. Apparently, uh, this wasn't a bad match. It was it was fine. It was okay. Just wish it had stopped feeding into into Shane and and some more storylines. Um, uh, Drew um, after the match, the heels beat up Miz some more, and no one comes to his rescue. Not even not even Miz's not even Roman coming out to save his hype man. I don't understand. And Roman. The SmackDown superstar was on Raw last night as a wild card, but wasn't there as his own on his own show. So essentially, this evening, folks, we've had, if you want to count AOP, 
I've had eight wild cards. That is effectively double the number of wild cards that Vince McMahon told us we'd be getting on a weekly basis. That's twice as much. We had been told from the get-go that there would be four wild cards, and yet here we are with eight. And what is essentially happening, what what essentially I was afraid would happen is happening. We're overexposing people. And we are we are letting fantastic wrestlers aside. We're putting them aside again. Um, we're we're setting a bunch of people aside again because they there's just no more room for them because we're having the same people on every show all the time. And is this helping numbers? No, because it was uh, ratings. I mean. Uh, the raw ratings came out last night and it, it's it's abysmal. They're they're bleeding viewers again. Now, do, do, do we want to talk about, about uh, SmackDown stars who were not on the show this evening? Please, please, let's see. Let's see who was kept off the show tonight so that Shane McMahon could have more time on. Um, let's, let's see here. Uh, Mustafa Ali, uh, uh, Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy, who's still very much absent, um, uh, Finn Balor, your Intercontinental Champion, was not there either. Um, let's see, Lars Sullivan wasn't on the show tonight. Roman Reigns wasn't there. We already mentioned that. Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura. What the hell, man? It it. This is the thing, and I and I know I'm repeating myself. I, I say the same thing week after week, but it, I, I really do think it bears repeating. When you have, and these are, sorry, uh, no disrespect, these are just the men, right? What about the, yeah, we saw the women in certain segments, right? We saw most of the, um, most of the women that they're doing, uh, that they're doing angles with tonight, but we've seen, but there were no there weren't there were no women's matches on on SmackDown tonight. Sure, we saw Oscar and Kyrie for the first time, and it felt like forever. Um, we saw we saw Carmella, we saw Mandy and Sonya and Ember Moon. Mickey James is out with an injury, but you know we haven't seen Liv Morgan at all since the brand split. It's just it just boggles the mind with roster so deep with so many people that you would still consider just always pushing the same people and always delivering essentially the same product all the time with the same faces whereas in my opinion um a little less exposure mm, is good for is good for the hype it's 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 good to it's it's good to allow us to see other people and let other wrestlers develop their own angles their own stories i really dug i really dig the brand split i really do because it allows everyone an opportunity to shine get different storylines at least mondays and tuesdays don't feel as 
at least Mondays and Tuesdays don't feel as redundant or repetitive. Now they do. Now they just feel like carbon copying things. And that bugs me. Joe Anthony says, remember when SmackDown used to have an IC champion? He hasn't had a SmackDown match in a month. I think it's a little more than that. I think it's even a little more than that. Or at least, I think since since May 1st, Finn Balor has only had one match on SmackDown Live. Which is ridiculous. Robert Larry says, I heard uh, Oliver's Buddy Murphy was the dark match tonight. Lucky audience. Kristen Ashley says, I'm so confused by the whole deal. Immediately after WrestleMania, everything turned to shit. Well, more shit, extra shit. Shit in the goat in a to-go cup for the ride home. Uh, and Anthony Suter from Rootin' Tootin' Companies. Yeehaw has joined us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Anthony. Hope you're having a rootin' tootin' good time. Um <laughs> there's a bit of a an unintentionally funny segment here that happened with uh Carmela and Ember Moon, where Carmela sort of runs into Ember Moon and says, uh, have you seen truth? And Ember Moon is like, No, have you seen uh, M- Mandy and Sonya? Both of them are like, No. So and then they walk off, they they sort of like go each their separate ways. And literally, Ember Moon takes like five steps and she walks right into Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose who are eating donuts. They're eating donuts. They review donuts on their Instagram account, by the way. Um, so uh, so basically, uh, she, she, you know, runs into them and they start, they start acting like bullies. You know, saying, uh, you know, uh, you keep playing your video games and reading a book to rot your brain. And I'm like, this, what, didn't I say this last week or the week before when, uh, when uh, they ran into, um, when, when they ran into um, Ember Moon and she was reading, I think. They started picking on her because she was reading reading the book, and you know Ember was sort of like, <laughs> I was like, what? and and she's acting like an angsty teenager, like you know, like she's about to go, she, you know, about to go full emo, you know, run into her room and blast panic at the disco so that mom and dad so that she can't hear mom and dad anymore. This is exactly what's happening. This is exactly exactly what's happening. Ember Moon is a nerd and she, you know, uh, an emo nerd and Mandy and, uh, Mandy and, um, and Sonya are the mean girls. They're the mean popular chicks who are able to eat donuts and are, and, and, and have rock hard abs. That's basically, that's basically, you know, and, and it's so basic, isn't it? It's so fucking basic. I swear, I honestly swear, these writers, they just, they're they're powering through their high school fantasies right now. That's what they're doing. Ember Moon is a, she is a, a confirmed nerd. She, you know, she plays Dungeons and Dragons and she does play video games and all that. But my God. This is, it, I mean, it's such a, 
it's a burden to, to, to watch, to watch them book the women division. Just like, let's give them storylines, but why not just let them fight? I don't know, man. Sometimes you don't, you, you don't have to look all that, that hard. Oh, but what is, uh, what is, uh, uh, uh Ember Moon's character? It's it doesn't have to be moody teenager who just wants to be left alone to read her books. It doesn't have to be that because she's she's a professional wrestler. She wants to wrestle for a living. She wants to fight people. That's what she wants to do. God damn it. Anyway, truth is escaping the building here. Oh, let's go. Let me go see if let me go see if anything if anything's going around. Um going around in chat here uh, <laughs> talking about donuts uh, let me see uh, a lot of talk about donuts Shane McManus is in the chat how you doing says donut reviewers versus book reader women's revolution Kristen says, hey, as long as I can see Ember in the ring and it's not involving stealing a man, let's do it. I got to give you, I got to give her that. Uh, that's fine. That I completely, I completely concur. We we are all going to be better off with, um, we're all going to be better off with uh, Ember Moon in the ring. And let's be, let's be completely, completely honest with each other. Because I don't want to shit ungratefully or without purpose. Want to do? I do want to mitigate that a bit. Sonya Deville versus Ember Moon is going to be a slapper. It's going to be so good. I, I can. I, that's one I can get into. Plus, on top of that, this is something I forgot to mention earlier on. Right now, uh, Bailey, as much as I hate. Because of all wild card, all things wild card, as much as I hate the fact <clears throat> that a Raw superstar is challenging for the SmackDown women's title, how great is the Bailey Alexa storyline right now with Nikki Cross in there? It is really, really good. It's classic, classic Alexa, but it's giving Bailey a chance to shine. Which is very, very different from their previous uh, angle. It is, it is absolutely fantastic. It just makes, uh, it just makes my heart swell. Um. Oh, look at that! Andrew Thompson just jumped into the, just jumped into the chat. Good to see you, Andrew coming in. Coming in just when we're about to talk about R-Truth fleeing the building, wondering where Carmella is. He sees Carmella, who's ushering him towards a, towards a car. And and uh, uh, R-Truth runs up to the car and he's like, wait a second. Because he sees the, the ref. He says, wait, you're a referee. You're an Uber driver. And the ref is like, I love how referees in the 24-7 situation, they're, they're, they're like their props, you know, they're like, you know, it's like, I can't, uh, uh, I have no personality because I have stripes on, you know. And then he turns around and talks to Carmella, but Carmella was actually Drake Maverick in disguise. And Drake Maverick pins our truth 
by putting his feet up against the car, <laughs> which I thought was so, so good. And he he covers uh, and, and pins. Our truth, Drake Maverick is your first time, is a one time 24-7 title. He gets in the car. He says, I'm getting married this weekend and I'm the champion. And he scoots off. And Nartooth says, Carmelo, you didn't tell me you were getting married this weekend. How come I'm not invited? So all I'm going to say here is this. This is fantastic. And kudos to WWE. They have given the title to Drake Maverick. He's been doing fantastic stuff on social media with the title. This is the one thing I will say. If Drake Maverick, because he is legitimately getting married this weekend, and EC3 is his best man. If EC3 does not pin Drake Maverick at the altar this weekend to win the 24-7 title, what the hell are we doing? As a society, as a people, as a, as a, as a, uh, a democratic society of people coming together for truth, justice, and, and, and the pursuit of happiness, whatever it is, what the hell are we doing if EC3 does not pin Drake Maverick at his wedding while he's tying the knot with his girlfriend to win the 24-7 title? What's the point? Uh, and you see Andrew agrees. Andrew agrees. Main event time. Oh, there's you and Jen Will. Jen Will in the time in the in the chat as well. Oh, good, good to see everyone coming in for the main event, which is fantastic. Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I gotta tell you guys, I have a bit of a soft spot for Kofi and Seth as as a champion as a champion tag team. I have a soft spot for it. I find they work fantastically together. It looks it looks so 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 good. And they work well together. I like it. And it just, it makes me feel good because they're two very popular champions. It, there's something really great about putting them both together. Um, <clears throat> so it's a, it's a two out of three falls match. Let's not forget that because, because the drama is important, right? That's the only reason why they put two out of three falls is that they wanted to give us a compelling story throughout this match. But uh, the match uh, starts, the bell rings. And Kofi immediately hits Trouble in Paradise on Sami Zayn, covers him, and gets the first win, the first pinfall for the baby faces. And we cut to commercial. So maybe when this match started, we had like, I don't know, maybe like, uh, we had maybe like 10. 15, maybe we had 15 minutes in then with the entrances. And then when we come back, there's like nine minutes left to the match because the match, the match hadn't continued during the commercial. They start the match back when we do come back from commercial. Now, if there would have been one moment where I would have completely excused them from having, having the match continue during the commercial, or at least the next pin start during the commercial is in this context of two out of three falls where you're like, well, there, you know, there's a time crunch and 
you know, we are, you know, we want to get the most out of our two out of three falls match. So yeah, yeah. Started during the commercial. I'm fine with that. But no, they don't. <sighs> anyway, back from commercial, Kevin Owens is going, uh, going to town on Seth Rollins. But Seth uh, bounces back with a sling blade. Some uh, double team offense by Seth and Kofi follows. Owens battles back with the DDT cover Seth. And then tries to cover him two more times after that. When has that ever worked? When has that ever worked in the history of wrestling? You know when the heel covers once and then the babyface kicks out and then he covers him again. Babyface kicks out and he covers him again. When has that ever won a match? It's never worked. I don't, I don't know why people do that. It's It literally never worked. Um... Sami Zayn comes in, he works uh, on Seth, he takes uh, Rollins up top, there's some shenanigans that ensue with Kevin Owens tagging himself in, it ends with the blockbuster from Rollins, who gets the hot tag to Kofi Kingston, who takes out both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, hits a drop kick, a flying lariat, the double leg drop as well, Spring, he hits a springboard crossbody on Sami, covers Zayn, who kicks out at 2.9! Blue Thunderbomb by Sami Zayn follows. He covers Kofi for two. Rollins comes in, does uh, his uh, his uh, CrossFit double dives on either side of the ring. One side on Kofi, then runs back in and hits another dive on Kevin uh, Kevin Owens on the other side. I always like that. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for that, to be perfectly honest. I like it. Uh, springboard flying forearm on KO follows. Pop-up powerbomb is avoided. KO eats a super kick and enziguri and the stomp. And that's it. Two out of three falls. We're done. Oh, wow. Great stipulation. So glad you put that in. That added so much drama and gravitas to the match. I mean, it was fine. The match was fine. The guys worked a great pace, I thought. It was some great storytelling. Remember when Kevin Owens came back and he was really, really hot? I guess they felt they guess I guess they felt he came in a little too hot. Had to had to cool him down a bit. You know, gotta give uh gotta give Shane McMahon all that sheen. What if Kevin Owens had had Shane McMahon's push. Just think about that for a second. Why why couldn't it have been Kevin Owens? You know, just getting himself a bunch of psycho, uh, sycophants around him. It's just some toadies that he can dump at any time. He's a fantastic mic worker and he's super charismatic, much more than Shane. Plus, he's an actual wrestler and can actually wrestle matches. But no, no, you gotta keep, just keep putting Shane over for some reason. Anywho. Um, yeah, so there we go. So that was, uh, that was SmackDown. I, I thought this was a, I thought this was a fun show. I thought, I thought this was fine. It was a fun show. Liked it. Uh, I, I may have liked Raw a little more because I thought Raw was the perfect go-home show for, for Stomping Grounds. I really do. I thought it was. In the context where we where we're always shifting the same wrestlers around because of the wild card rule, SmackDown felt a little uh, felt a little overboard tonight. But I thought this was I thought this was good. I thought it was good, but it was unnecessary because I felt Raw was was the better go home show. They should have just kept it as that. But then you know if they ever decide to stick with the brand split then we could have had a proper SmackDown go home show tonight, but those don't exist anymore. 
So that about wrap it up for for the evening tonight. I want to thank everyone who came and joined us in the chat tonight. Nice, busy, animated chat. Some 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 good people, friends of the show, friends of mine, friends all around who joined us tonight here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I want to thank everyone. And if you watched it uh, on your own time on demand, that's fantastic. Do consider leaving a thumbs up. Don't forget that. And if you listen to this on uh, on your podcast apps, do consider leaving a review, uh, a, a like, a subscribe, a follow, whatever you want to call it. Those things are also super useful as well on the audio side of things. I will be back on Monday for my next Raw Recap show. And I hope you guys are around here as well. Thank you all once again very much for joining me. I'll see you next time.